Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. This week, I'm going to answer some of the questions that you've been asking about home networking. But first, this episode is brought to you by Betterment.com. Do you want to save more and invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading. And their fees are the lowest in the industry. By doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. I've covered a lot of home networking topics already, such as the difference between a router, hub, and switch, and I've also done a full podcast on how to pick out a router. I highly recommend checking out these episodes if you're looking for more information on setting up your home network, as they laid a good foundation for the topic. And as always, I posted all the links in the show notes of today's episode to the podcast that I just mentioned. All right, now on to your questions. Question number one, in what order do I connect my devices? I've received this question quite a bit since my first episode on home networks, so I thought it would be a great starting point. For most residential setups, you connect your cable modem to your router and your router to a switch. That is, if you have one. The order is pretty important due to how all of the equipment works. Your internet comes from a DSL line or coaxial cable from your internet provider. Then your modem converts that signal into an ethernet port. That ethernet port then plugs into your router and your router provides you wireless internet. From there, if you need more physical ports, you'd get a switch. And if you need a larger wireless range, you get a repeater, which I'll talk about later on. Sometimes this configuration is a little bit different because cable companies will provide a device that combines your cable modem and your router into a single device. This would be similar to something like AT&T's U-verse. Okay, the reason for this order really comes down to how internet service providers address your traffic. Residential networks only allow you to have one public IP address. Think of this single IP address as a wall plug. If you needed more plug spots, you would need a power strip. The power strip would convert your single plug into multiple plugs for all of your devices. A router does the job of the power strip, only it divides your internet connection so that all of your devices can communicate with the outside world on a single public address. A lot of people want to connect their networks as a modem attached to a switch, which is attached to a router. So basically putting a switch between the router and the modem. Many devices are now smart enough to figure this out and reroute your traffic so that this configuration works. However, this can also often lead to a lot of networking issues. So that's why I say, just remember, modem, router, switch, in that order. Question number two, should I rent or own? The question of whether to rent a modem from your internet service provider or buy your own is another popular one. The simple answer is, buy your own. Most companies will charge you a fee in order to use their modem and their router. But many people don't realize that we have the ability to buy and use our own equipment. A nice router and top-of-the-line modem will set you back around $200. But after that, you never have to pay the monthly fee to use your internet service provider's equipment again. If you're looking for some recommendations, I have some great ones here for routers and modems that I posted a link to in the show notes of today's episode. Question number three, can I chain switches? I've been asked on multiple occasions if it's okay to chain multiple switches throughout a house. A lot of the time, people want to do this because their main switch is in the closet where their internet comes in, and they want to have their switch in the living room for their Xbox, computer, and other hardwire internet devices. The answer here is a tentative yes. 
You can absolutely chain your switches together and still have your network work. However, you might notice a substantial drop in how fast your network operates. This really has a lot to do with the types of devices you're connecting and the quality of the equipment that you've purchased. Generally, higher grade equipment will be able to deal with the complexity of two switches much easier. However, if you're looking for good network performance, I recommend you use a single switch in your home instead of a handful of small switches all daisy chained together. It also helps troubleshoot any issues your network might be having much more quickly if you had a simpler setup. But first, this episode is brought to you by Betterment.com. Do you want to save more and invest for the future, but don't have time to be a full-on investor? Betterment.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterment delivers bigger gains than you get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading. And their fees are the lowest in the industry. By doing less, you get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. Question number four, how do I extend my wireless internet? I get this question quite a bit. The answers are varied since each home is laid out in a different way. For starters, see if putting your router in a more central place helps. A lot of times, home users will put their wireless router in an office that's tucked away at one side of the house, which leaves the opposite side of the house pretty far away from the Wi-Fi signal. A simple fix is to move your router to the center of the house so that wireless internet is more evenly distributed. However, there are situations where this is impossible due to where the internet comes into your house. For those users, I suggest upgrading your router to something that has a much longer range, such as the Netgear Nighthawk, which I posted a link to in the show notes of today's episode. Generally, this type of router has a solid 100-foot range indoors, which is pretty great seeing as it can go through walls and other obstructions pretty well. Sometimes, though, these simple fixes don't cut it. I've seen users who would like to extend their internet to a basement or barn and can't seem to reach it. Or they can't reach it and they just have a really poor performance on their Wi-Fi signal. This is where a range extender comes in handy. A range extender is exactly what it sounds like. It extends the range of your Wi-Fi significantly. The most simple of these is another box that sits between the space that has Wi-Fi and the space that you want to extend your Wi-Fi to. The box, also known as a repeater, receives Wi-Fi and then creates its own Wi-Fi network that extends farther than the original. Picture that you're in a long hallway with your friend at the other end. If your friend is too far away to hear you, you might have another friend stand between you to relay the message. That's exactly how a repeater works. I generally recommend staying away from these devices based on their less than stellar performance. However, I will say that they are really easy to set up, which is why they are so popular. Ideally, I would recommend running a long ethernet cable to the area having spotty wireless traffic, then setting up another access point. I pretty much always use the previously mentioned Netgear Nighthawk because it can be used as a router, wireless repeater, or wireless access point. This is similar to a repeater, except instead of receiving a wireless signal and retransmitting that wireless signal, the access point receives the signal on a wired connection, which is much faster and much more reliable. It's a little bit more work, but much more worth it. The last way I would recommend extending Wi-Fi range is to set up power line adapters. These devices use the copper wires in your house that provide electricity as the cable needed to transmit the network traffic. I've set up quite a number of these devices and had some great success providing a stable internet connection in cases where users couldn't run a long wired cable hooked up to an access point or a repeater in between. 
Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep technology simple. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokered services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC broker-dealer, and member FINRA slash SIPC. Investments are not FDIC-insured. No bank guarantee may lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and Betterment's charges and expenses. Not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy and sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment Securities are not registered.